Two out of three falls. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, on Twitter at WrestleRant. Graham, my man, how you doing? What's going on, Randy? Happy to be a part of Two Out of Three Falls on the eve of your March Madness movie uh, tournament going on, starting on March 1st. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, you're, you're one of the, of the many people dying to uh, vote for Space Jam tomorrow. <laughs> I know you are. Right I know you oh, are. Space Jam's being Titanic. Oh, anyway, Mark Raimondi from MMAfighting.com all the way in Los Angeles. Mark, my man, how you doing? I think I've only seen like four of those movies, so you're going to have to help me out with this uh, this bracket. You've seen I've seen, I've seen more NCAA college basketball games than I have <laughs> of, the, of these movies. But come on, Mark. Me and you are, are around the same age, so I, I, I'm assuming you would have seen at least more than half of them, right? Uh, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta count them up. But I'm, I'm not real good with pop culture. I got, I gotta be honest. Well, Mark, whenever you have time, you have homework to do, and you have a lot of movies to catch up on. How about that? American History X over Shawshank Redemption and the sixteen over, over the, uh, over the one. Oh man, that's, that's my pick. You sound like Grand wanting Space Jam to be the, the one Titanic. Come on, man. <laughs> I just want chaos. I, I know that, but let the chaos start round two, not round one. All right, all right. We'll see. We'll see. You guys, you guys, man. You guys want to be bracket busters in round one. I just want to be a ball buster right now with you on the on the Skype machine. Then how about this? What is more? What is or what is what was more interesting? This March Madness bracket or the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view we had on Sunday? Uh, Graham, you go first. Woof, that's tough. I thought the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was actually good, but mm-hmm. you know what? Honestly, Randy, I'm going to say this. I thought the pay-per-view was enjoyable, but I think your March Madness movie bracket is stirring up more controversy than the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view did. Tell me about it. Uh, Mark, what did you make uh, as a whole of uh, the, the Chamber pay-per-view on Sunday? It was fine. I, it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. I, we mm-hmm. we knew the winner of the main event. That that was that was never really in question. I didn't mind how they got there. I thought it was I thought it was a, a decent match. Not the not the best match of all time, but but pretty right. solid. I mean, I thought I thought overall it was it was fine. Not nothing uh, nothing completely earth shattering and and crazy that made me go like wow this is amazing. But you know it was it was it was solid. It was it was a, it was a good event. Awesome. Real quick, on the pre-show, we had Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson defeat the Mr. Raj. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson won. Um, no thoughts on that match, right? Nope, not really. <laughs> not from me. <laughs> Just kind of a match. That's really all that I can say. It was a match and a show. That's all I can say about it. Um. All right, now we get to, to, to the main card. The first ever women's elimination chamber match. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. Mark, I'll start with you first. What did you make of um, the first ever women's chamber match, and did it exceed expectations? I actually really liked this match. I, I think it was probably my favorite match of the entire card. Mm-hmm. I thought they told a really good story. I thought there were the the uh, elements that uh, that kind of will will lead to future matchups and to future storylines and an advanced story. Uh, you know, existing storylines. There was a that I mean, it wasn't really a heel turn because they teamed together the next night, but. There was a situation with Sasha and Bailey that that is, that is continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not. I, th- I thought Alexa Bliss had had a, actually a very good match from a wrestling point of view, which she needed because she she's not, as we know, the best in ring worker in the world. Right. I thought. Uh, I thought overall, I was. I thought it was really good. I, I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was. It was. Uh, it was. It was a very strong, uh, very strong start. I thought it was a very good finish. With the last three, mm-hmm. the middle was a little bit soft, but I, you know when you get these multi-person matches, that kind of happens from time to time. But uh, overall, I, I, I enjoyed the match quite a bit. Grant, what did you make of the match? Yeah, I got to agree with Mark. It was probably my favorite match of the pay per view, and there were a lot of you know some good, to very good matches. I thought this was what uh one of the better chamber matches that I've seen. I mean, to rank them all would be a tough task. There's been there's been a lot of great chamber matches, uh, but especially for the first ever women's elimination chamber there was a lot of 
you know, fear as to how they might do, where they work well within the structure, where they utilize the structure. Right. I think the new um, environment, the new um, padding for the chamber that debuted last year definitely benefited them. There were a lot of cool spots, one towards the end that I thought was very underrated. And I didn't watch the show live, but I didn't see a lot of people talking about it the next day when I watched the show. Uh, there was a great spot towards the end there with Banks and uh, Bliss, I think it was, with uh, Banks and Bliss. Mm-hmm. When Bliss did the Twisted Bliss off the top of the chamber, right. and then like Sasha Banks reversed it into a Banks statement, that was really well done. And what I liked more about this match than I did about the main event was that the outcome was more so in question than Reigns winning in the main event. Now, everyone figured Bliss was retaining, and she did. Um, but I thought even when it came down to Bailey and Banks, there was a decent chance there, as I've said before, of them winning uh, with Banks going heel, which he kind of sort of really didn't based stuff like what Mark said. They teamed the next night on Raw, but they did further that story. Some great action here. The middle was all right. The beginning I thought was well done with Absolution looking good. Mickey James was in there for a little while. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. It was a great first ever women's elimination chamber with arguably the right winner. Um, I thought Bailey or Bliss, or rather Bailey or Banks, a lot of Bs here. One of those should have won to set up their Raw Women's Championship for Mania. Uh, Raw Women's title match for WrestleMania. They don't want to do that. They want to do Bliss and seemingly Nia Jax. That's fine. Maybe they'll sell me on it at some point. But as a match, I thought this was really, really good. I mean, I do agree with both of you guys. I felt it was a pretty good match. Uh, They did go almost a half hour. I think we all pretty much picked Alexa Bliss to win. And if anybody was going to win, aside from Alexa, it would have been Sasha or or, uh, Bailey. But now Alexa retains. We kind of start. I wouldn't say start, but we're we're still kind of continuing a little uh, bits and pieces with Sasha and Bailey doing a match at WrestleMania. Hopefully that's that's the route they go. Um, Sasha teasing a heel turn and on Raw. They have another six uh, six woman tag, and Sasha goes to tag for Bailey, but Bailey just leaves the the ring apron. So now there's tension between both of them. Um, Alexa does a a a pretty good promo at the end, where we all thought it was like she's all happy and baby face and thanking the crowd, and this and this is your dream, and then she goes back to being the heel, Alexa Bliss. So uh, I like that promo at the end. So now. What we see later on with, let me get to this match, uh, Asuka and Nia Jax. And Asuka goes over Nia Jax, which we all picked. But how Nia Jax came at Asuka at the end, and now Asuka still does not have an opponent because she did not pick who she was going to fight at Mania anyway. So that's still up in the air. Even though Michael Cole tells us, you know, Asuka's going to you know fight for the Raw Women's title, and she didn't say shit yet, but... I think it's going to be Nia and Alexa, and I think the way Nia attacked Asuka at the end of, of, of their match at the Chamber kind of, I wouldn't say set it up, but it, it kind of gives you the idea that I doubt it'll be a three-way. I think it's going to be Asuka and Charlotte, but you never know with the company. They might do a swerve, but what did you guys make, Graham? I'll start with you first. What did you make of Asuka and Nia Jax at the Chamber? You talk about matches that exceeded expectations on this show. I thought this was a prime example of that. To be quite honest, I was not expecting a lot out of this match. And I really like Asuka. Nia Jax, eh, I think she's getting there. I think she got called up way too soon. She really hasn't been booked properly. She's been on the main roster now for about 10, uh, 10 years, two years. And she's been pretty dominant. But every time she goes for the belt, she always loses. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing, but their right. booking of her and the way they protected her has not always been consistent. But I thought the way they booked the match with Asuka on Sunday was great. Uh, the match itself was very entertaining. And it wasn't a matter of Asuka carrying Nia Jax either, because I thought Nia Jax also had a really good performance here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They protected Nia in defeat. Like you said, the post-match attack kept the heat on Nia Jax. They're having a rematch next week on Raw, probably just to kill time before Asuka, you know, presumably, as I've said before, goes to SmackDown to challenge Charlotte, because they've really been, you know, strongly teasing Alexa Bliss and Asuka, which in their minds, will swerve us by having Asuka go to SmackDown, even though it's been pretty much expected for a while now, and it's the right move to make. Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed this match. It was probably one of, if not the best, non-title women's match I've seen on a pay-per-view in a long time, if not in, in quite a few years. Uh, they really brought the best out of each other here. They effectively used the time well, and uh, it was very, very good. So kudos to both women. Mark, what did you make of Asuka and Nia Jax? 
Yeah, uh, solid match for the time that it was given, which which wasn't a whole lot. Booking was was correct. Asuka has to go over to keep the streak, but you had Nia Jax destroying her afterward to, to yeah. preserve her monster persona. I, I thought it, it made sense on that level. I, I'm, ju- I'm just a little bit confused about, about the whole, you know, Asuka wins the Rumble. She's right. supposed to choose who she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has not happened. And they've kind of glossed over it. Like you said, Randy, like Michael Cole has said on commentary that, oh, she's going to face Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania. But we know that she hasn't chosen anyone. And it, I, I feel like they're, they're going about this the wrong way. I feel like it should be something where they're keeping us in suspense. Like, well, whoa, she hasn't shown. Who is she going to choose? That could be a continuing thing that they've been doing for the last few, few weeks because she hasn't made a choice. Yeah, they're glossing over it. They're I I don't know why. I, I really I really don't get it. Nakamura chose in the ring that night at Royal Rumble that he was facing AJ Styles. There's been no such selection from Asuka, and I don't know why they are kind of glossing over it. I'm a little confused by that whole thing. And and like both of you guys said, it does seem like as has as it's been reported, she's going to go over to SmackDown and face Charlotte. But I, I feel like they're they're doing a really weird way of building it, and I'm I'm not really sure you know where it's going right now. To me, I, I don't know how they're going to go from from what happened this week to a possible Nia Jax Alessa Bliss matchup and an Oscar Charlotte matchup, and and time is ticking. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's WrestleMania is, is right around the corner, so I'm I'm, I'm not sure they still have time to kind of to, to fix it and, and to make it right and to make it make sense. But right now, I feel like the whole not having Asuka announce who she's facing and not really talking about they haven't had her announce it um, is, is a mistake. Yeah, I, I really don't know why they held up the the Oscar announcement. I, I think it could be two things. One, they wanted to wait till Rousey gets there, where it, it looks like Rousey takes Oscar's uh, spot on Raw, and it's already, I guess, a, a a heavy lineup. But now they need somebody to go on SmackDown because Rousey coming in, she wasn't go- she was not going to go to SmackDown. They want all of the top people on Raw, so to compensate for that. They would have Oscar go on SmackDown, or the fact that if Oscar picked um, Alexa Bliss, you look on the SmackDown side with Charlotte, and then then it's like, all right, who who is Charlotte gonna fight at WrestleMania for the title? Like, who is the the top contender? I mean, yeah, we could say Becky Lynch and Naomi, but it's like, you know, like what have they done lately to deserve the main event spot uh, for for a title? Or like, what's their storyline coming? You know, going forward, there's there's nothing being done with those two girls. So it's like right now you have Fastlane, Night, um, Charlotte, and Ruby Riot. So it's like they probably did not have anybody strong enough or big enough to go up against Charlotte for WrestleMania to be a big time match. I think that's why they do the swap. Where all right, cool, Nia and and, and Alexa, they have some history. So that kind of makes sense, but now you take Oscar and Charlotte, which the match I think a lot of people would 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 not mind should be seeing. So it kind of balances on both sides, where we got a, a a good deep match on Raw for the women's title, and the same thing for SmackDown. So I think Oscar's picking Alexa early. It would have put it, it would have made SmackDown go in a hole where man, like who who was gonna fight Charlotte? And so I think that's why they they do the swap like that. I could, I could, I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying, but I, I, I kind of stand by what I said about, well, where is the, the, I mean, they haven't even acknowledged it, at least acknowledge it, you know, put, keep us in suspense. Oscar hasn't announced yet, but yeah, I mean, they're going to, they're going to do, they're going to do what, what, what they're going to do. Yeah. They're just assuming that we, like we're at home, just stupid. Like, oh, you, you keep telling well, that's, me. That's my issue with yeah. some of the writing and it, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it kind of treat the fan like they're like they're idiots at times. Like Michael Cole, she did not say anything. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> Graham. Yeah, no, I got to agree. I mean, Oscar going to SmackDown, in my opinion, has been a long time coming. If only because, yeah, I think they should do a better job of promoting the fact that Oscar has her choice to make, right. and that they're just assuming that it's going to be Alexa Bliss, not knowing the fact that they said from the get go she could choose either championship. I think they should have done a better job of. Having Charlotte, you know, maybe teaser even on Twitter or even mention her in a promo because I think they really want to surprise us. But at this point, it's not really a surprise, even though that is what should happen. If only because SmackDown can use all the help it can get. They just got John Cena back, which is for the better, regardless of whether you like or hate John Cena, putting him back on that brand 
helps bolster their star power, which they seemingly have none of right now. So they got Cena back in the show, bringing in Asuka to help out that depleted women's division. And they got Charlotte. They have Naomi and Becky in the Riot Squad. But we see the same damn matches every single week. Every week. Hopefully after Fastlane, we can get rid of these awful faction wars between Charlotte and her friends and, uh, and the Riot Squad. And we can move on to a real one-on-one feed between Charlotte and Asuka in the process. We also had a tag team title match for Raw, The Bar, Apollo, Titus, a match that I did not see because I think a basketball game was on, so I, didn't know, I don't know what happened. So, Graham, um, how was the match? Did you care about it? And I know Cesaro and Sheamus won, but so now what do you do with them going forward for a potential tag team title match? At WrestleMania, or do you still think it's going to be Apollo and Titus in the mix somehow, some way? I would hope not. I mean, as a match, it was fine. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible, but yeah, it was actually kind of slightly better than expected. But my expectations were low going in, if only because we've seen this match four other times before on Raw. Doing another match on the pay per view, just no one cares. I mean, you had the club and the Miz and the kickoff show. The revival wasn't even on this show. Right? Why would you give these guys another match? I mean, it felt like filler. You knew it was filler going in. Apollo got the shine at certain points. Good for him, and I like the guy, and he's a good athlete, but they are mm-hmm. wasting him in this role. Titus a tour, Titus Worldwide, for as long as they're together, Apollo will be a wasted talent because the guy in this faction is a joke. No one's going to take him seriously. No one really thought the titles were in jeopardy here, which is why no one cared. The match is, as a match, it was fine, uh-huh. but everyone knew that they weren't dropping the titles, so kind of a waste of time. They had a rematch the next night on Raw, which was a little oh, bit better. God. But also pointless to have the two out of three false stipulation since the heels won two and zero anyway. Again, a waste of time. And as the bar said afterwards, they need fresh competition. I would hope the revival would step up to challenge them. We have yet to see the bar and the revival, and maybe you turn one of those tag teams babyface. But either way, this division can use all the help it can get right now. I don't know if you reunite the Hardys mm. when Jeff gets back, or put Matt with Bray as a tag team, or call up Sanity or the Authors of Pain, which should have happened months ago. From NXT. Either way, they need some fresh tag teams for the bar to face. Because right now, it's looking like we're getting some sort of multi-team tag team title match oh, at WrestleMania that we saw last year. No one gave a shit until the Hardys came back. Um, and I hate when they did the multi-team stuff or the multi-women stuff. Because you try to cram all these different people in the one match. And it kind of takes the spotlight off of each individual, each individual tag team. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan of that approach. I'm not a fan of that booking probably what they'll do but if it was up to me i would have to be the bar versus the revival straight up or maybe the bar versus the authors of pain who like i said have been do a main roster call it for a while now so before i get to mark what's this dusty rose classic coming up that that i heard somewhere that maybe the winner of that uh tournament could be i guess the next in line for Somebody on Raw, Cesaro, Sheamus for the tag team titles, or just just a new tag team coming on board. Do you think the winner of of that Dusty Rhodes Classic um, could be going to SmackDown or Raw? Well, the winners of the third annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be earning a title shot at the NXT Tag Team Titles over uh, Takeover New Orleans weekend. Okay. Um, the authors of Pain are a part of that, as well as Sanity. Mm-hmm. I would hope that TM61, who have been a prominent tag team recently in NXT, they just came back from injury, will be winning that and going on to face Undisputed Air for the belts to Takeover. Right. Um, but what it might mean, though, if authors of Pain do lose and they have their first round match next week, like I said, I think that might mean they could be WWE main roster bound at some point in the very near future. Now, they could very well hold off until after WrestleMania, which they have in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very rare that people get called up before WrestleMania. But then again, Sami Zayn got called up to the main roster like two or three weeks before WrestleMania 32 and that whole feud with Kevin Owens. So maybe we do see the authors of pain get called up at some point in the next two or three weeks <clears throat> to face the bar. I think SmackDown, they could use some help too, but they have the Usos and they have the New Day. And that's really that all that matters. They have the Bludgeon Brothers too, and all those tag teams are great. I think Raw really needs a shot in the arm right now. And um, I don't think the winners will go on to, to join the main roster anytime soon, but it might be interesting to see if Team 6-1, they're facing Authors of Pain in the first round. So if AOP gets knocked out of the first round next week, 
it could mean a main roster call up before WrestleMania, if not on the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania in April. Mark? Well, I, I definitely agree that the <laughs> Raw tag division is extremely stagnant right now. Word. Uh, I, I, I definitely, um, <laughs> definitely. I, I would love to see one of those teams up from NXT. I don't know if that is going to be a thing just yet. I, I, I think that there, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to happen after the uh, after WrestleMania and after the whole Dusty Rose tag classic and, and all that. Uh, I mean, I, I they were they were they were kind of building something with the revival for for a few weeks and they were giving them some mic time and they were they were giving them squash matches so i would imagine that there there's something to that uh if they were doing all that just to have them get squashed by the legend during the uh the raw anniversary show that would be a shame and i mean there is also gals and anderson there and and graham is right it'll probably end up being a a multi-team match for better or for worse but uh, we have to move on from the Titus Worldwide. Uh, the, the, the bar is, is a really good tag team, and I think we'll have great matches with the Revival, but these are two heel teams. There needs to be some kind of a turn there because you don't want to have two heels. I mean, you, you could do it. It's, I mean, it's fine, I guess, but to maximize the, the, the story and, and, and to maximize the roles of both teams, you would want to have a, a heel and a babyface or, or you know three teams. Who knows? But certainly something is needed, and... After WrestleMania, hopefully there will be teams coming up. Sanity, Authors of Pain, whoever it may be, maybe both. And then there'll be the, the shake-up, and you'll have teams changing rosters. And, and hopefully there'll be some, some freshness. But right now, it is it is stale, man. It is really stale. Very stale. Uh, just like this next match, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't. You know what? This match came on too. I think uh, uh, some basketball game was on. I forgot what it was, but it did, that game took me out of Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, and the Cesaro Sheamus match. So, how was uh, okay? Bray Wyatt beat Matt Hardy at Raw twenty five. So now Matt Hardy defeats Bray Wyatt here. So they're kind of one and one. Hopefully, we're not getting a third match, but you just never know. So, Mark, what did you make of the Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt match? And did it? Did it, uh, you know? No, the answer to whatever anything. that question is probably no. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't anything. Jesus. I, 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 I mean, it, whatever. It was. It, it's just. I, I'm not. This happened. I'm not into it. Um, I'm just. Uh, it was. I don't think the I don't think the fans were into it. They've done. They they've done a remarkable job making no one care about about Woken Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it it does seem like they, with some of the things that have been on social media that Matt Hardy has posted, it seems like they may be going back to the roots of of this gimmick, the broken gimmick, going back right. to the compound and to you know to to, to down where they live and, and maybe some some footage that they do themselves. Yeah. I, I hope it. I hope they put. They kind of give them a little bit more creative freedom, and especially Matt. But right now, the way they've debuted and the, and this whole program with Bray Wyatt has just been a total bust, and I don't think it's done anything for either one of those guys. Graham? Yeah, the match was not pretty. I mean, as a match, it was fine. It was better than that dud of a match from Raw 25 back in January. Terrible. But the crowd reaction told the whole story. I mean, they were doing the wave they had the they had the uh, beach balls going at one point, which I don't care how bad a match is. You don't bring out the beach balls. I hate the beach balls. And WWE does not do themselves beach any ball favors. Mania. But beach ball mania. The, the company does not do themselves any favors by acknowledging the fucking beach balls and having John Cena acknowledge them and point to them in the crowd or, you know, make fun of them in a promo. And then he was getting upset that they were throwing around the beach balls during this match with Finn Balor the night after the rumble. It's like, you fucking idiot. But anyway, um, <laughs> as a match, it was okay. I like the Woken Matt character. Um, obviously they haven't done all that right by it in WWE. I don't want to go so far as to say it's ruined. Um, as Mark had said, it seems like they're teasing that they might be doing something similar to final deletion between the two. I mean, I would say at WrestleMania, that's WrestleMania worthy. I'm not sure if I can stomach another six weeks of this feud because this feud has been abysmal at best over the last number of months. Uh, Really, since it started, it peaked with that back-and-forth verbal exchange that they had, and it hasn't gotten anywhere near as good or entertaining since then, especially in the ring, too. They have zero in-ring chemistry. 
And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it can still be salvaged. I think the Woken Mac character can get over. People still give him decent reactions. They yeah. do the delete shit. Uh, they were chanting the obsolete stuff when he was singing that song that he did for a while in TNA 2. So people are kind of familiar with it. People are not completely dead for the Woken Mac character. They're dead for this feud, though. And I think oh, yeah, he's doomed. To, he, I think he's doomed to die a death if they keep them in this never-ending feud with Bray Wyatt. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Bray Wyatt at this point might as well be damaged goods. It doesn't matter if it's Woken Matt, it's Finn sad. Balor, Randy Orton. Anything this guy is involved in turns to dust. It is terrible. I could not name you one Bray Wyatt feud in the last three years that I thought was compelling. So it's not really the fact that Woke and Matt isn't working. It's the fact that this feud is not working. You could put Woke and Matt with anyone else. I think it'd be a lot better off. Just Bray Wyatt, you know he's going to lose. The guy's a fucking loser. The guy is a loser. On the same show where he won the WWE title a year ago, he lost to Matt Hardy of all people. And Matt should have won that match, but it's like, what a difference a year can make. So this company has no idea how to use Bray Wyatt. And at this point, I've given up hope that they're ever going to use him the right way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Bray Wyatt was, uh, you know, WWE champion a year ago. Now he, he can't beat Matt Hardy at a freaking chamber pay-per-view. But it, it just is amazing how the fall of Bray Wyatt. I mean, listen, I, I'm you guys know I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. I'm always going to support him. But it's like either he did some fucked up shit or he just... He's just there, and they just say, hey, man, go out there and lose to Matt Hardy. Go out there and lose to Randy Orton. Go out there and do it. Go out there and lose to Finn Balor. Go out there and do, uh, uh, do a Sister Abigail character that, that never came to fruition. So it's been very confusing to see uh, uh, Bray Wyatt go through this. Hopefully, hopefully he does turn around or they, they provide something for him to do. But, you know, if, if they do another uh, match with him and Matt Hardy... Um, I I wouldn't be surprised. It, it could be a, it could be a mania. It could be a, a freaking pre-show match. But going forward with him after WrestleMania, I think he should he should have never left SmackDown. I mean, not his fault, but he should have stayed on SmackDown, and he would have been doing some big things over there. Could have still been champion, or could have been champion again. But now on Raw for a whole year, and he stuck with Matt Hardy with all due respect. But now it's like, what do you do with him? I have no idea, but I, I did not see the match. I have no idea what happened, but I know he caught a a, a, a big time victory on Raw over uh, uh, um, Heath Slater. Um, <laughs> I, I will say this real quick, by the way. I, I will say this real quick. There was a report out this week, and take it for what it's worth. I think it came uh, from like the Daily Mail or something like that. Right. So it's probably there's not much credibility behind that at all. Mm. But there was a report that Bray Wyatt wasn't paying alimony money or something like that to his to his ex-wife and he was instead spending all that money on jojo who he's been seeing for a while now why isn't that bray wyatt's gig the guy should be a deadbeat (laughs) father that would be amazing i would love to see totally make that his on-air character that would be a a complete turnaround from what he's doing right now and i would love to see it that's it would be it would be funny if uh if, if, if it just came out that he wasn't he wasn't a god he was just a deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> it would make everything make so much sense with this character. It'd be amazing. He wasn't. He's not the eater of worlds. He's just the guy who buys mini horses for his mistress <laughs> instead of paying for his kids. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. the eater of pinfalls and the eater of alimony. Oh my god! <laughs> I tell you one thing. Both of you are terrible. Both of you are terrible. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Main event. Seven man chamber match. Went around with well, 40 minutes. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Braun Strowman, Elias, Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Uh, I think Braun eliminated everybody except Roman Reigns. Reigns with the victory, and everybody went to shit on Twitter <coughs> on Sunday and Monday about why Reigns is going to main event his fourth WrestleMania in a row. Why are we getting Reigns and Brock Lesnar? It should be Braun Strowman, or it should be Braun Roman and Brock in the main event for a tri- uh, triple threat match. Um, but fellas, we 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 ninety nine point nine percent knew that Roman Reigns was going to be in the main event of WrestleMania thirty four ten minutes after WrestleMania thirty three finish, and <laughs> it's like. That was the course that we all knew. Uh, again, barring any injury 
or some crazy shit happening, Roman Reigns was going to be in the main event at WrestleMania 34 against Brock Lesnar. Um, that is what's going to happen. He won the chamber. People still fight f- you know, against him. And again, I, 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 I like Reigns, but people just got to chill out and just, you know, if it's not in your control, there's nothing you can do. None of us can change what they do at the WWE. We're not writers. We don't work there. We can't say, put this guy over, put that guy over. But when I ask common sense questions to people on Twitter, and I had a, I had like an hour debate with a few people on, on, on Monday night about why Roman this, Roman that, Roman, this, this is not what we deserve. You know, us fans deserve better. This guy is shoved down our throats. It, you know, it should be Nakamura and AJ in the main event. We deserve that. We deserve that. I'm like, I'm looking at my phone like, like, what are you talking about? Like, listen, you knew this was going to happen. Why are we so upset? You can't change it. I can't change it. But th- the bottom line is you're still going to watch. You can complain about Roman Reigns all you want. You can complain about John Cena all you want. Bottom line is, fellas, people are still going to watch. Casual fan, uh, uh, hardcore fan, you're still going to watch WrestleMania 34. And the main event is Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It is not AJ Nakamura. Not downgrading their talent. Not saying it shouldn't main event because it is. It you know it is. It is for the main title. And people say the winner of the Royal Rumble should main event WrestleMania. And I said true, but that hasn't happened consistently over the past ten years. So when I throw that argument out, it always goes back to Roman Reigns. Why main event four times in a row? He should have main evented this. He should have main event that. Everything's given to him. It should be Braun. It should be Finn. It should be Seth. It should be uh, fucking Elias. It should be Nakamura. It's everybody you want to main event. It's everybody except Roman Reigns. And I, I, I listen, I don't get it. He, 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 he's had uh, dope matches with with Seth Rollins, with Dean Ambrose, with AJ Styles, with uh, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and this guy doesn't get the credit. And whether you whether you two guys are a fan of him or not, we can't deny that he he has gotten better in the ring. Uh, the promo work, maybe not so much. I know Monday was a, a dope a promo on Brock. We'll get to that in a second. But my thing is, if we can't do shit about it, why are we complaining, Mark? Talk to me about the match and whether people should just back off on Roman Reigns and why he's main eventing WrestleMania at the WrestleMania. I have to be very quick because I have to run, but uh, I, 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 knew, I knew he was going to win. It's fine. He cut a great promo on Brock on Raw. Um, I'm slowly getting over the Roman Reigns thing. I think he's become a better worker over the years, but he's always going to have that thing where people don't like him because he was initially pushed very hard by WWE. Mm-hmm. Will will people uh, get over that at some point? Maybe. Maybe, I don't think he was. Maybe he wasn't uh, deserving of that spot initially. I think he is deserving of that spot now. Um, And and I'm fine with it. I thought that promo was great. I'm excited for his match with Brock. But I think Ronda Rousey is going to be the main event of WrestleMania. Anyway, I got to run. I got to walk a little Chihuahua dog that I'm dog sitting. (laughs) It's been real, you guys. And I'll talk to you next. Is the dog's name Elias? Uh, Yes, I'm going to go walk with. Oh, Boy, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, take it easy. See you, man. All right, Graham, talk to me, man. Uh, uh, people should just chill out uh, about Roman Reigns, and what do you think about the match on Sunday? I mean, I got to agree, Randy. I saw you arguing with those people on Twitter, and it's like, am I? is Roman Reigns to me the guy? No, and I think no matter what they do with him, if they give him shoot-style promos like we saw in Raw, which got a, a, a decent portion of the audience to cheer him, which I don't know why they didn't do that a long time ago. And they kind of teased it with the John Cena feud late last year yeah. by having him shoot on John Cena and all this other shit. And they got him over for a little while, and then people went right back to hating him. It doesn't matter what happens. They can have the guy defend the IC title every single week on Ron Gray matches. That didn't get him. Uh, that didn't have him become a beloved babyface. It doesn't matter what they do with him. People will hate him, even if they turned him heel at this point. I'm not even sure if that would salvage him as a top guy or as a top babyface, whatever. That being said, though, like you said, Randy, this match has been evident for a year now. 
You can go year. back to March of 2017, and we knew at that point that yep. this match was scheduled, set in stone, for the main event of WrestleMania 34. Why are people complaining about this? It should be Braun Strowman in Roman spot. It should be Rollins or even Balor. But at this point, like <laughs> you said, Randy, we can't change it. What's done is done. We all know what's going to happen. Now, I think a, a match like John Cena and Taker, which I know you want to see personally, I do not. I think yeah. there's still time to change that. And we'll get, maybe we'll get to that later on. But I think with that match, there's still a chance that might not happen. Um, they, there is still time to scrap that match if they wanted to not do it and go in a different direction. With Roman and Brock, it's like this has been evident for a fucking year now. Why are people complaining about something we knew was going to happen and something that honestly kind of makes sense? I mean, with Roman Reigns, I know he's no, he's not as over organically as a Rollins or a Braun Strowman, but I, I said this last week, Randy, but if it's not Roman going for the belt at WrestleMania, you could put someone else in Roman spot, but then what do you do with Roman Reigns? Exactly. There's no other obvious uh, WrestleMania match for Roman Reigns at this point that isn't Brock Lesnar. It's the only match that makes sense, and from a storyline standpoint... No matter how you know what people say, no matter what and how much people uh, Roman Reigns and shit, you know this this does make sense. He never really got his, you know, uh, he never really gave Brock Lesnar his comeuppance at WrestleMania 31. They've been kept apart since then for the most part, and they're the only two people to ever defeat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. So having them clash at WrestleMania 34 in the same place where the streak ended four years ago and where Brock might be having his last match, from a storyline standpoint, it makes sense. And people complain, myself included, about the company not doing things that make sense. Roman is not the guy that I would put in this spot, but from a storyline standpoint, it's logical. So people just have to accept it because at this point, it's not going to change. And you know what? I you know it, it, It's really about someone told me on, on Twitter – well, we already saw Reigns and Brock, and I said, "Listen, uh, we didn't have a clear winner because Seth Rollins cashed in." So I'm like, "Now, if you get the match again, you can't really say, oh, well, we saw it.' But who who won the match? If Seth doesn't cash in, Roman Reigns might have been the winner of that match." The way it was looking, he 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 had. I don't recall right now, but I know he was getting momentum, and he was getting. He was like, "Oh, okay, Brock is up against the ropes. Brock is, you know, it, it's about that time." And then Seth comes out, takes the, you know, takes the win, the belt. You never know who 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 was supposed to win that match. Now you get it again three years later. So, and then th- there's questions with Brock. You know, is he leaving to uh, to UFC or is he going to take a, a few months off? So we don't know a whole bunch of shit about Brock. But I'm like, like you, like like me and you just said, we can't complain about stuff that's going to happen. This is what Vince McMahon wanted. I don't work there. I can't tell Vince what to do or what not to do. But we're just going to have to roll with what with what we have. There are many matches that that have happened that I'm like, oh, you know. But I, I still watch. Uh, as a casual fan, I still watch because I am a wrestling fan. But if if, if if it's not, this is what I hate. When people say, "Oh, Nakamura should be the main event," why he 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 won the Rumble, and I said, um, "But he's not going to main event." But that's the match we we that's the match we want. That's the match we deserve. And I'm like, well, you don't always get everything you want whether in real life or professional wrestling. I don't get I didn't get everything I wanted with Stone Cold back in Attitude Era or Triple H or The Rock. I didn't get every match that I wanted. I, I never got Stone Cold against Hulk Hogan. But what you what you want me to do about it? It was The Rock. It was The Rock and Hulk Hogan. I'm like, well, the the big debate was Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold. I we 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 never got Ric Flair against Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan in the WWF. We got it in WCW. So I'm like, fellas, it, it, one, it's not that serious. Two, Knock, Knock and, and AJ are going to have a great match regardless, but th- they are a main event caliber type match. You're worried about them going on last on, at WrestleMania. That, that, that shouldn't matter. Macho Man and Steamboat went in the middle of the card, and people still say that was the best match of WrestleMania 3. Then it's Hogan and Andre. So you can still have the main event. You can still take her and Shawn Michaels 
possibly had the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, and they weren't the main and they weren't the main event. So I think people need to just chill about Reigns being the main event, not Nakamura, AJ. But you're getting AJ Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania for the WWE title. Like at that point, Grant, what more do you want? You got that match. What more do you want? People will always find things to complain about. I mean, I will say this, though. We have Roman and Brock, and that's fine. I mean, as a match, it's going to be a very good match. I mean, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Mark who said it earlier, if I'm just, uh, if I heard it from someone else earlier on in the day, but the match is going to be really, really good. The WrestleMania 31 match, again, no matter what people might think about Roman Reigns, they had great chemistry on that night, and the, and the circumstances surrounding it kind of helped out the match. I'll give you that with Brock resigning, and the outcome was in doubt that night. I don't think the outcome this time around is in as as much doubt, assuming that Brock is leaving, or even if he resigns, he's definitely not retaining that title when he's facing Roman Reigns, considering it's a rematch from three years ago. Um, I will say I'm fine with the match happening, because like I said, it's been obvious for a while now, but not that I expect it to happen. But I do think AJ Nakamura should main event. I think you should go with the match as your main event that will produce the best match of the night. And especially since we've already seen Brock and Roman before. Not to say it will be a bad match. Like I said, I think it could be very, very good. Right. Um, but I, I think you could put AJ Nakamura in that spot. Um, I think AJ deserves a main event WrestleMania match. If there's any year to do it, it would be this year. Roman doesn't have to close out the show for the fourth consecutive year, or maybe it's the fifth. No, yeah, the fourth consecutive year. Um, you can have Roman win. That's fine. I just think mm-hmm. it's not a huge deal if it doesn't main event. AJ Nakamura, that is. I'm just saying it'd be nice um, just because I don't see what the real big deal is about Roman main eventing again, especially when we know he's going to win the championship. It'd be one thing if like Roman wins the belt, but Nakamura doesn't, but I assuming he will, I'm assuming he will. So I would put Nakamura AJ in the main event. You know, they're probably going to steal the show. If you put them in the undercard or the match right before the main event, I feel like the crowd would be exhausted and they would sit on their hands or at least not be as excited for uh, Roman and Brock as they would be if it was right before AJ Nakamura. But that's how I would book it, though. Right. I mean, listen, I do agree where if if you're going for the WWE title and you win the Royal Rumble, technically you should go on last. I do get that part. And, 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 And it has happened before. But my thing is, since they haven't been doing that as much, it's like, all right, they're trying to make the universal title mean a lot or mean much even though we know the, the bigger belt is on SmackDown. So when Randy Orton won the Rumble last year, he didn't, he, he didn't main event uh, WrestleMania. Uh, Del Rio, when he won it, he, Del Rio won the Royal Rumble, and he, and he went on first at WrestleMania 27. Uh, Sheamus won the Rumble. He went on first. So it's like I do get Rumble winner, title. You should have that prestige of going on last. But my thing is, we can't get mad, if, and, and you know, if we expect Roman and and Brock to main event uh, WrestleMania. Brock is, a, is aside from John Cena, is the biggest name in the company. Roman Reigns is getting is getting the biggest push in the company in, in quite some time. So if they go on last, then they go on last. Should him and Hunter gone last in thirty two? I mean, different circumstances happen. Pe- you know, pe- uh, wrestlers got hurt. So it's like they had no choice but to do that. Him and, and him and Taker. I mean, you know, it, it could have been Brock and Goldberg, but I think at this point, I can't change what happened. It is, it is what it is. Roman is gonna win the belt at, at Mania from Brock, and then you'll get your Roman and Seth Rollins feud. You'll get your Roman and Braun Braun Strowman. Strowman might be Roman for the title at SummerSlam. You never know. So Braun's going to be champion sooner or later, but it's like you can't have nine guys in the main event. You can't have your your Brauns, your Finns, and all them people in the main event. You just can't do it. But in due time, they will be champion. Just right now, you got Brock in the way. You got Roman in the way. And just deal with it. That, that, that's all. That's all I was trying to tell people. Like, listen, it, it is what it is. What else can you do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think WWE could strike while the iron is hot with some people. I mean, they're not going to put the belt on Rollins right now. Again, they've been building towards Brock and Roman for literally over a year now. They're exactly. not going to change plans at this point. I mean, they should have when Braun got really, really hot, and he still is really, really hot. But 
I mean, we'll see if he's still over coming out of WrestleMania. I would assume he would be. That's only two months away. But they, they're not going to take the belt off of Roman in a month. So I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Um, but I'm just waiting for WrestleMania to be over with. So we get our Brock-Roman match out of their system. That we can finally move on. Roman can get his title reign. I don't know when he's going to lose it. I don't know. I have zero clue or who it would be to. Especially if we have another superstar shakeup and they bring over like an AJ Styles from SmackDown or whatever's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have a lot of talent on raw. I was thinking about this earlier tonight that they have a lot of talent on the babyface side from Roman to Rollins to Braun, Finn Balor, John Cena. When he shows up, sometimes they have a lot of baby faces on yeah. that show. They need to send at least one, if not two to SmackDown in the shakeup. And then in return, bring over like a Randy Orton and turn him heel or, you know, ship Bray Wyatt over to SmackDown or some shit like that. Um, or maybe bring him back over a Kevin Owens. I think SmackDown can use some of the star power that Raw has right now. But nonetheless, like you said, people just have to know that's what it is. It is what it is. Like you said, Randy, it is what it is with Roman and Brock. Roman's going to win the belt. And what happens after there, we have no idea. So uh, as a match, I think it could be really, really good. What happens with Brock coming out of WrestleMania is also a big question mark. What would you do with Paul Heyman? Does yeah. he go with Ronda Rousey? There's a lot more questions to be answered coming out of WrestleMania than at WrestleMania itself. But on on paper, though, I think WrestleMania could be a solid show with what's being teased and what's already been confirmed between AJ Nakamura, Roman and Brock, the likely Ronda Rousey tag team match, maybe Cena and Taker or Cena and another high-profile opponent. Um, it's it's looking like a pretty decent WrestleMania. We could see. Well, we'll see if they build to it properly though in the weeks ahead. So, what did you make of that that Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns, or I should say Roman Reigns promo on Brock, where it kind of teetered the lines of whether it was real, whether it was a shoot, or working working into a shoot where Brock was supposed to be on Raw didn't show up. We don't know if he was really back there. I have no idea. But they say he wasn't there. And Roman says that Brock is hiding behind the contract. He don't really care about you. He he comes once, twice, three times a year, and he's he's tired of it. Uh, he's not, you know, traveling everywhere like like him and the boys do. He was, you know, taking a selfie with Dana White from the UFC over the weekend, but he's not at the chamber. But he's not at Raw. So was that? A promo where they wanted Roman to the fans to get on Roman's side a bit, or do you think this kind of like a 50 50 where Brock was supposed to show up but did not, or you think there's some kind of shoot work and shoot things going on between Brock and Roman Reigns? Oh, this was at least 95%, if not 100% scripted. I do not like the fact, or I, I can't believe that people actually thought that Brock no-showed the show, <laughs> or yeah. that even the Dana White picture was a pure coincidence. I'm sure even that was a plan, too, just so Roman could plant that little line in his promo about Brock wanting to go back to UFC and spending more time with Dana White than he is at the WWE shows. That was all done by design to get people to hate Brock Lesnar and to cheer Roman Reigns. Like I right. said earlier, I'm surprised they haven't done this earlier with the shoot Roman Reigns character. And they have done it before. They did it with Cena late last year for a time. I'm not sure when else they've done it. But giving him lines like this, even though it's obvious they want people to cheer Roman Reigns. They are desperate at this point for us to cheer Roman Reigns. A lot like the Shield thing. We've talked about this before. We talked about it six months ago. The only reason they put the Shield back together was for us to cheer Roman Reigns. And it worked for a time. It hasn't. It didn't really work in the long term, but it worked for a time. Um, and all these other things, they put him in you know, 20-minute matches on Raw with the best that Raw has to offer as Intercontinental Champion because they wanted us to cheer him. For, and right. for a time, it worked. And that's what they're doing with that promo style on Raw, with the shoot approach they're taking, with him calling Lesnar a lazy part-timer, because it's like, oh, shit, he's breaking the fourth walls. Is this real or not? It's 100% scripted. Mm -hmm. um, but at least, you know what, with Roman Reigns, there's a lot of aspects of his character that come off as phony. They need to make his character as real as possible. And if it takes shoot comments like that, and you can't do it every single week, but if it takes real you know, a real aspects of the situation to make people to cheer him or even to make him more endearing as a character so we can relate to him better, then so be it. 
then just do that more often. Again, you can't do promos like that every single week, um, but it's better than having him say, oh, tater tots or sparkle crotch or all this other garbage they script for these awful, awful uh, promos for these guys every single week on Raw. So it was a step in the right direction, um, especially for a match that I think some people are looking forward to, but the expected outcome kind of hinders it for some people. But I think this kind of spices things up. It makes things more interesting. What's Roman going to say next? How will Brock respond? It's better than the typical, oh, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. No, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. That we kind of saw a few years ago um, during the build to their original match at WrestleMania 31. So I thought it was a good way to kick off the build to their match this coming year at WrestleMania. I understand what they were doing by it, what they meant by it, and what they might do going forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, But make no mistake about it, it was completely scripted. But they did a good job of getting some people to cheer Roman Reigns in that specific moment. Now speaking of promos, uh, we we did you know what we did see quite a few pretty good promos. One from Roman on Monday, uh, Alexa Bliss Sunday night at the Chamber following the match, and her again on Mon- uh, on Monday in the opening segment. We did see even the Usos a New Day last night on SmackDown, um, and also John Cena. So uh, you mentioned earlier. You know, Cena Taker may may not happen, but he goes out there, uh, and also Cena on on um, Raw talk at the end, where he looks dejected and act like he was going to retire you know, that second. But he comes on Raw, he says he found a way, uh, found an idea to get to WrestleMania and have a WrestleMania match. He says, you know, I challenge the Undertaker, but that match won't happen. All this other stuff, I'm gonna go to SmackDown. And try to find my way to WrestleMania on SmackDown. He goes to SmackDown last night. He says, whatever it is, I'll do it. Danny Bryan says, you got to face AJ Styles in the main event. You beat AJ. You now become part of the five-man, six-man match for the title at Fastlane. That match happens. John Cena beats AJ Styles. So now we have uh, AJ, Cena, Corbin, Ziggler, Zayn, and Owens for the WWE title at Fastlane. So, let's recap. I don't think Cena would drop, would name drop Undertaker if the match isn't going to happen. What I see happening, Cena goes to Fastlane, he loses, maybe Taker interferes and makes him lose. Uh, I don't see John Cena walking out as champion uh, at Fastlane. So, what did you make of the promo on Raw and what transpired on SmackDown where now he's part of the main event at Fastlane? I think it make it. I think it made it well documented by this point that I am not in favor of a John Cena Taker match at WrestleMania. At least in 2018, I think it would have been way better a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. But nonetheless, like you said, Randy, they would not have John Cena name drop Undertaker the way that he did on Monday's Raw if they weren't headed in that direction. Even the commentators brought that up during the Cena promo on SmackDown saying that that's the match that Cena wants. It's impossible, but nothing's ever truly impossible in WWE. So you know what's going to happen. Like you said, he might interfere in the main event of Fastlane. He might show up on Raw or SmackDown in the nights that follow the pay-per-view. We're not really sure how it's going to be set up. Um, I know there's rumors of the John Cena Rey Mysterio match at WrestleMania that kind I of got triggered that, yeah. during SmackDown last night. Um, how legit that is, I have no idea. I know the same guy who broke that news story. He's broken some decent news stories in the past. Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated. So it's not coming from like some random fan on Twitter. Like there might be some legitimacy behind that rumor. We don't know yet. Um, only time will tell. But honestly, for those saying that Cena and Rey Mysterio is so random, John Cena and Taker is kind of random, too. I know Cena mentioned Ray, uh, Undertaker on Monday's Raw, but beyond that, what real beef do they have with each other? It's not like they, you know, crossed paths recently. I mean, I know Cena made like a one-off throwaway comment about Taker back in like September during that contract signing with Roman Reigns about Taker being broken down and all this other shit. But it was like a quick throwaway comment that I don't think was meant to plant the seeds for a match at WrestleMania. It was just kind of there and it was a pure coincidence. Um, I don't know. I think both matches make an equal amount of sense, to be honest with you. I think just think Rey Mysterio and Cena would be a way better match and be a great way to bring back Rey into the fold if he is indeed signed to a full-time deal or even a part-time deal with WWE. With Taker, it's like... The guy lost last year. Is he going to lose again and for like the third time 
out of the 25 matches he's had at WrestleMania, to me, that would be silly. It would even be sillier if Taker then beat John Cena, considering how terrible that Taker looked in shape at, uh, at WrestleMania 33. So having Cena lose to a guy that looked like that last year, I don't think he's smart either. So to me, it's a lose-lose situation. I know it's a dream match that many people want to see. It's still a big attraction. I'm not saying it wouldn't put butts in the seats because right. it absolutely would. But I think there are other matches you can do with John Cena at WrestleMania that don't involve, you know, that that, that, that aren't going to be as bad in the ring as Taker and John Cena. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for what we saw on Monday's Raw, I would assume that's the direction they're going in with Cena challenging Taker and the match happening at some point in the near future. But, like I said, I'm just not really all that in favor of it. I know there was a report that said that Cena wanted either, if Taker was a no-go, he wanted either Rey Mysterio or Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is apparently a no-go either, considering he's currently injured, which also sucks. I'd be in full favor of that, but yeah. that also does not look like it's going to be happening either, unfortunately. I mean, listen, if, if, if Braun Strowman doesn't have, you know, nothing to do, and if, if it's not Mysterio, if it's not Taker, if it's not Samoa Joe, then you could do John Cena and Braun Strowman if, if, there's, if there's nothing else for them to do. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, they could definitely do that. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, what other matches could you do with John Cena? Um, with Braun, I mean, I know there was another report. There's been a lot of speculation and rumors this week is it's, you know, the week coming out of the raw pay-per-view right. and nothing's really set in stone yet for WrestleMania. And we're all currently speculating. There was another report that came out today on Wednesday about, uh, Braun Strowman being involved in the IC title match at WrestleMania. Now the previous report was that it was going to be Braun and Miz one-on-one. The new rumor is that it's going to be Miz, Braun, Rollins, Balor, and Elias in a five-way. So basically the Elimination Chamber match without John Cena or Roman Reigns, what? which to me screams pure laziness. Um, Braun must be in a much bigger match than that. Him and Elias one-on-one is not much better. Right. But Braun and Cena, you know what? It is what it is. Um, in the ring, I'm not. I'm sure it wouldn't be spectacular, but I would hope that Braun would win. I mean, he, he should not be losing to John Cena at WrestleMania. But then again, I said that Wyatt should not be losing to John Cena either at WrestleMania, and that happened to WrestleMania 30, and Wyatt has not been the same since. So anyway, uh, there are a few options for Cena that are not named The Undertaker, and there's still time to axe the match. But he also said the same thing last year, like, oh, why am I in a match with the Miz at WrestleMania? Like, he said this on TV. He said, why am I in the match? Why am I in a match with the Miz at WrestleMania when I could be facing The Undertaker? Like, he said it, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Nothing ever really came of it. So, I don't know. Cena and Taker, to me, is a lose-lose. Because Cena's coming off of losses at the Rumble and Chamber. He's probably going to win at WrestleMania. But having Taker lose again at WrestleMania, to me, is just completely pointless after he had that phenomenal farewell last year. So, I would hope that Cena will either face... Ray Ray or Braun or someone not named The Undertaker. And then you mentioned uh, the possible five way for the Intercontinental Title. I really hope they. I really hope they don't do that because they they they, they are the masters of multiple man matches, <laughs> and I don't want to see an, a eight a nine person Intercontinental Title match. If you're gonna do multiple man, it, it could just be the Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. I, I That's think, it, exactly, exactly. Yeah, or they can do Braun against Elias. I, I listen, <clears throat> I, I, more than four people in a match. I don't want to see it even at WrestleMania. Um, to mean that's not the way to go. But if they do IC title, it should be Miz, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Miz lost twice in a row on Monday. I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, but right now, real, real quick before I let you go. Um, so right now, this is February 28th. So now, do we have a clearer indication? Uh, I think you mentioned before, but I'm going to write it down. The clearer indication of what the WrestleMania card could be like aside from what well, we had Roman and Brock, right? Obviously. Yep. Then hold up this marker doesn't work. Um Roman and Brock. <laughs> AJ and Nakamura. Then now I, I think I read somewhere, seen it, I don't know any legs, but they may not do the battle royal. The under um under the giant battle royal. I'm not too sure but uh, I was seeing somewhere they might do a women's battle royal. I don't know, but you know, would you miss the battle royal if it wasn't on the card? 
No, because it's been pointless since the get-go. But then again, I, I would be shocked if they didn't do it, if only because they have that Andre the Giant documentary coming up after, literally like four days after WrestleMania. And there was a report like uh. a couple weeks ago, like even I think before the Rumble, saying that they wanted to have Goldberg win the thing. So I would be yeah. super surprised if they go from, oh, we want a big name to win the Battle Royal to not even having the Battle Royal at all. So I think that's a false rumor. So Roman Brock, AJ Nakamura, uh, let's say Battle Royal, then, oh, man, uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Well, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, probably. Alexa, Nia, Asuka, Charlotte. Yep, the Ronda's match. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> what And what, likely Kurt Angle, right? Probably Kurt Angle. Based on what we saw on Raw at an elimination chamber, yeah, I would assume Kurt Angle at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Mark to come back on tomorrow and talk about this Ronda Rousey stuff because that was a lot to take in. And you know, Stephanie, she had <laughs> she had to get you know her 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 smacks in there somehow, some way. So yep. Um, do we get Sasha and Bailey at WrestleMania? I would assume so. I'd be very surprised that they built up all this tension between the two without having them have a match. I mean. It could be on the kickoff show. I think it should be on the main card, but mm. I would be very surprised that they had four women's matches on the right. show from Ronda's match to the Raw women's title match, the SmackDown women's title match, and then Bailey and Banks. I could very well see them making it a four way with Nia Jax, Bailey, mm-hmm. Bliss, and Banks. That would be a fucking clusterfuck and lazy when you consider we saw the same match last year, just taking out Alexa and putting in Charlotte. That's the same match that we saw last year. So I really hope they don't go. I mean, again, like I said before, I'm not thrilled about Asuka, uh, not Asuka, um, uh, Nia Jax and Bliss one on one. But we need a real one on one women's match at WrestleMania with doing the four ways and the three ways. Like I said, Randy. It's way too much. It's lazy. We've seen enough of that shit. We had the Elimination Chamber match. We have a fucking six-pack coming up at the Fastlane pay-per-view. Enough is enough. So I would hope it's really just Alexa and Nia one-on-one. And if it means putting Banks and Bailey in the kickoff show, so be it. And what, Miz, Finn, Seth Rollins, triple threat, you think? As of now, yes. And I'm completely in favor of that. That sounds like a great match. Do we get a U.S. title match somewhere? Or no? Uh, yeah, I could see that being in the kickoff show. I think the U.S. title match could be that match this year where it's like it's been tradition in recent years to have a ladder match somewhere on the card. For what reason, I have no idea. It's always completely random. So I could see them doing that for no other reason just to get everyone on the card. Um, we are getting Bobby and Orton at Fastlane. I don't know if we see a rematch or a three-way with Jinder. God forbid. Oh, my Jinder. God. That would be awful. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I would say maybe, but I could also see them just sticking rude in the battle Royal. I don't know what you do True. with Orton. The guy's been an afterthought for months now, so I'm not really sure, but I could see them doing a three way with gender mania, which sounds putrid, but I could see them doing it. Do we get either of the raw SmackDown titles defended at all on at WrestleMania? The tag team titles? Yeah. Uh, I think the SmackDown tag team titles have a better chance of making Mania than Raw does. If only because, first of all, the Usos have never had a WrestleMania match. When they said that on SmackDown, that that's a shoot. Yeah, and they've been on yeah. the kickoff show like a bunch of times. They have never been on the actual Mania card. And I would be very surprised if they had them include that line in their promo and then not put them at WrestleMania, like on the main card. So, And I think them versus New Day versus like Bludgeon Brothers would be an amazing, like, again, I do not like multi-team matches, but if it's three teams, I'm okay with that. Four teams is a little, that's kind of a cluster, but three teams is okay. Um, that would be awesome. So I'd be all for that, and I would hope that it would make the main card. The Raw Tag Team title match is not as imperative, if only because we have no tag teams on Raw right now for the most part. And if anything, I would put that on the kickoff show. So I think the SmackDown Tag Team titles have a much better chance of making the Mania main card than the uh, Raw Tag Team titles do. So right now, real quick, if I let you go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, possible ten matches, and I, I didn't, I didn't even count. Hold up, I didn't even count John Cena, Taker, Finn Balor, Braun, Elias, KO, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Sheamus. So I got, we got possible ten matches, and those oh. guys are nowhere near finalized. 
Yeah, I, I forgot how many matches we had last year. I think it might have been 10. And you're also forgetting, too, that it's guaranteed that we're getting that Cruiserweight Championship, that the tournament finals at WrestleMania, too, which will probably be on the kickoff show. But it, it's going to be a part of the show nonetheless. Right. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of people. So I would assume one of the matches that we mentioned will not be happening or will be merged into another match. You include the Battle Royal. Um, I would assume that the U.S. title match will not be happening, and they'll probably put them in the fucking Battle Royal or some shit. I don't know. I just don't like the fact that you have to get everyone at WrestleMania. Obviously, you're top stars. Yeah. But a person like, you know, Titus Worldwide, why would they need to be at WrestleMania? If not in the Battle Royal, then but why else? Like, why would they need to be at WrestleMania? No one cares about these guys. They don't deserve to be at WrestleMania, or they haven't really earned that spot, I should say. Everyone deserves to be at WrestleMania, but it's like they have not earned or done anything to earn that spot on the show. Well, so we'll see how it pans out, but it's going to be a loaded mania to say the least, especially after last year's show in fucking seven hours. Yeah, to answer your question, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches on the main card, 13 in total for WrestleMania 33. That does not surprise me. I could see that. I could very well see them doing something similar for this year's show. Crazy. Um, Graham Matthews, always a pleasure. The host of WrestleRant Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for Bleacher Report. I know we'll talk, uh, I think Fastlane is, what, March 11th, right? Yes, yeah, so I guess we're doing predictions next week. That's next, that's next, next week already? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it just comes two weeks oh, after the man. pay-per-view. Thankfully, yeah. it's another month after that until WrestleMania. So we got some time to kill after Fastlane. Yeah, man. Uh, Fastlane uh, preview next week. You uh, you can find the show on Twitter, on Twitter, on, on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Uh, look us up. Hit me up on Twitter, Randy J. Cruz. Hit up Graham at WrestleRant. And as well as Mark Remondi at Mark underscore Remondi. Graham, my man, uh, always appreciate it, man. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate the time. Always love being on the show. And also looking forward to the debut of the March Movie Madness Bracket on oh March 1st tomorrow. So looking forward to that as well. I can't wait, man. And we'll see if Space Jam is the first 16 <laughs> seed to be the one seed, man. We'll see how, how it plays out. I'm banking on it, dude. I am totally banking on it. All right, man. Thank you, man. Take it easy. All right. Absolutely. You as well. I'll catch you down the road. All right.